Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. It'll save 25% off your first purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode... We'll do very little talking about the Colorado Rockies getting swept at the hands of the San Francisco Giants because, you know, it did happen. I kind of talked through the first couple of games on the podcast already. But here for our live viewers, we know that, you know, 20 years from now, when people think back on this weekend at Coors Field, and people will think back on this weekend at Coors Field 20 years from now, and they will not think, oh, man, what a series Brandon Belt had. And what a series Brandon Belt had. <laughs> Man, how good were those Giants? Now these Giants could go on to win the World Series, and so that may be an interesting little footnote you make. Oh, remember how good those guys were? They played that team that won 100, whatever it's going to be. But, Patrick, of course, this weekend was about Larry Walker. And more literally, I almost put this first, but Larry Walker, as they would say it in New York, number 33. Number 33, Larry Walker. Yes. It was a is a beautiful day, beautiful ceremony on Saturday. The ballpark was buzzing. And outside of a, a couple wrinkles here and there for fans who, you know, maybe had their experience slightly ruined or affected in a negative capacity, as you said, it's going to be remembered for, you know, the fact that 33 was finally retired long overdue. Larry Walker, you know, is enshrined in the Hall of Fame. Those two things are almost linked together. We might not even remember them being, you know, several weeks apart. They're almost synonymous with one another now. Well, notice the ring around the 33, something that, to my knowledge, I don't think exists for any other team. So that could be somewhat of a trendsetter. I'm going to remember also Larry Walker's speech putting over Todd Helton, and we can talk about all of those things because yeah. Larry Walker just came off like himself, which is a selfless person 
who represents the, the city of Denver, the state of Colorado, and the entire Rocky Mountain region, both the Canadian, the American, and the Mexican side as well, as we saw with Vinny Castilla toasting him. So it was you know, just a wonderful ceremony and the fact that it forced the Giants to have to wait an extra 20 minutes before they got their whooping on. So be it. Too bad, so sad. But this is Larry's day. This is the Rockies day. And this is the Rockies fans weekend. So there you go. There was a, a Giants reporter. I won't out him because it could sound bad to the wrong crowd. He meant it with all the love. He was he's a great writer, great reporter sitting up next to me. And he, uh, right as the video package started, before we had really gotten to the speeches, which is right when the game was supposed to start, he goes, so we're starting this thing in 30 seconds, right? <laughs> the ceremony was supposed to begin at 5.30 so that there was yeah. 40 minutes, but, you know, that you'd had room there to get the game started on time at 6.10. Because that, that was delayed a little bit. So we know the plaque took a little while to get that out onto the main concourse. And so some folks that were waiting in line had to wait maybe longer than they should have. And unfortunately, they weren't able to get their photograph with the plaque, which is you know, I, I don't know how many people were able to to go and, and if you're a subscriber to DNVR, even reading some of our articles over the past couple of weeks, but it was a special occasion for the plaque to be there. So even if you were sitting in section, you know, 303, you could look down and see a Hall of Fame plaque, something that has never happened before in the history of Colorado, the state. Right. They don't take right. plaques off the wall very often. It's for very, very special ceremonies. They did it only four times this year. And Larry Walker was one of those guys, one of those people. In fact, the only, unfortunately, living person who got to share his plaque with the surrounding fans and shared, he did, with yeah. the entire Rockies community. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely amazing stuff. Since you brought it up, let's start there. We can go back and talk. There are a few things I want to share about the press conference we attended earlier in the day, but since this is what most people saw and you were talking about it, uh, yeah, let's just run down. And I've not a, a top five, top ten type of situation going stream of consciousness here. Uh, the great moments from the ceremony, you know, uh, certain things you could have predicted. I, you know, I wasn't sure exactly what uh, the Vinny situation was going to be. I was like, OK, I know they're probably going to get him involved somehow. They got him out there. The whole speech, the crowd reception for Vinny Castilla. And I thought his line of the night, and I, I tweeted this one out, but I love that he focused on this because, you know, and I almost felt like he could have added, but he, he's so humble. He didn't want to make it about him that like he could kind of understand where Larry Walker was coming from, where he said this part in the speech, because in Canada, hockey is kind of the primary, it, it kind of <laughs> is their national religion uh, and definitely their national sport. Right. And in Mexico, soccer, football is right and so Vinny being a baseball player and Larry Walker being a baseball player finding each other right in the middle there in Colorado and and the way the crowd received him I thought was absolutely phenomenal and so he talked about though how important it is that in those places now this was the line of the night from Vinny more kids want to be baseball players because of you Larry and I was like damn what a thing to say to a person that's powerful. That, that that got me in the feels. That was moment one of got me in the feels. Pro, and hats off to Vinny. Like he did that from the dome. Of course he practiced, <laughs> but that was really impressive that he didn't have a speech to look down at at any point. He just delivered it. And for again, English being his second language, like just he hit it at the park like Vinny Castilla did. 
very <laughs> frequently during his time with the Rockies. So I think that's beautiful. And and again, a, a, as you said, you know, a guy, a kid from Canada, kid from Mexico, linking up here in America. You know, not to mention a, a kid from Venezuela and, and Andres Galarraga, and and two kids from you know the U.S. and and Ellis Burks and Dante Bichette. You know, a lot of was made in the '90s of the the Dodgers international rotation with you know Ishmael Valdez. Sure. Uh, Ramon Martinez, Hideo Nomo. There's a couple other guys that were in there at the time from all of these parts. But, you know, the, the Rockies had that too in the form of the Blake Street Bombers. So I think that puts a real good, like, bow on just who Larry Walker – Not again, that's, that's not the baseball player in the statistics. That's him as a human being and kind of defying the odds in a secondary and a tertiary – sport from his country and almost a a tertiary sport in this region of Colorado. So it's, yeah, fantastic job by Vinny. Vinny. Couldn't have done better. All right. Early toast of the Breck brew here. So early on, I've got my juice drop, hazy IPA. Uh, So we got the Breck brews on tap. You know, you love them. You get your 15 can samplers at King Supers and liquor stores, bigger one down at the DMVR bar. You know what it is. But personally to our guy, for for for, my, for to our new best friend, <laughs> your friend out there as well, uh, you know him from the DNVR podcast, of course, the DNVR Rockies podcast. But Drew Goodman, the the host of the, it really it was him and Alan Roach were they gave Roach the big announcing moments. But Goody really did MC the event, and I, I thought did a fantastic job. He did great. You know, he had some good little one liners in there. You know, and and again partially because I think the ceremony started late and partially because we didn't really know what to expect. I know I wasn't there for Todd Helton's retirement ceremony and I think it was 2014. Similar, yeah. And, and so you never know how these things go. And it's, it's not the hall of fame speech where there's going to be one person up there speaking for a long period of time, or even just someone speaking for a relatively short amount of time, hitting a bunch of certain notes there because there were, was a game that was about to be played. You got to hit those notes. You have only so much time before you know the the Emmy uh, band is orchestra is going to start playing the music to play you off. So for Goody to have to go in there and hit those notes, I thought he did a fantastic job. We couldn't hear very well from the press box, unfortunately, but the the pieces you could pick up the feel of it all, and you could pick up certain mentions and references that he had. And I thought. Um, that just went so incredibly well. And, and again, outside of Alan Roach being there, who else would you want to be a part of this ceremony than the voice of, of the Rockies for AT&T Sportsnet? But our guy, Drew Goodman. Yeah. I mean, it, it's tough, too, to get a crowd. Like you said, the crowd was kind of antsy. They, You could tell they just kind of wanted to hear from Larry, but he got them laughing. A crowd that size with the big PA system, too, that can be a little bit tough. He had him going. It, yeah, re- real good job from our guy. Uh, but honestly, as far as organization and conducting of the ceremonies goes my gold medal for the evening goes to whoever figured out exactly the stealthy way to just get Dick Monfort to the microphone and have him begin speaking without anybody knowing what exactly was happening and no one could boo. And honestly play of the night, like play of the night because you don't want that thing to turn into we've done this. Right. And I almost feel like they got that like final, like, can this like, just not tonight. It's just we did all the <laughs> the other stuff. This is about Larry. And I even had some people who were hit me up on Twitter and be like, "Yeah, I probably would have booed if they'd have made the announcement and I'd get, been given the opportunity." But in hindsight, I'm glad that 
you know, I, I didn't get any of that energy out because this wasn't about that. I just wanted to be there for Larry Walker. So that is like, I can't even remember what was happening. They were cheering about something. It was maybe right after the video package they played. Is that what it was? Look over here. Oh, Look at the video man. package. Larry Walker's going to make some jokes. 33, 33, 33. There's Larry. 33, Great. 33. Hey, who's that down on the field right now talking in a purple, <laughs> purple half zip up vest? was already going, already saying things that, like, if you started to boo, right? Because Larry Walker is one of the greatest I've ever played. So now if you're booing, you're the asshole. It was brilliant. It was it was actually brilliant. Yeah, I, I like how you you explain it because you, that probably is the best case scenario of how it went down. Where, again, there's people that are like, no, I want to voice my opinion. I want him to know. And you go, all right, well, again, you can't have everything. So you say, all right, well, with what's reasonable – if you tick this box off, you lose that. If you boo, maybe you hurt Larry's moment, right? Because Larry is Larry is the link between the fans and the ownership, right? right. And and Larry and, and Dick are, are a team in this capacity. And as soon as you're booing him, you know, how does that impact some things? So it kind of gets this balance. And at the same time, that is an inadvertent admittance of I I know how you guys feel about me. Uh -huh. You know what? Yep. I'm I'm not gonna do it now, Rob. For what it's worth, Rob Manfred, you know, he maybe he just loves hearing his name called, <laughs> or he doesn't. He leans into it, dude. He leans into it, and he's just like, you know what? That's fine. Play my music. You know, play me out. Pretty much, he's he's hulking he's hulking up Hollywood style, and yeah, you know, got to give give him, I guess, a, a little bit of credit. Um, and again, so yeah, I I think it I think it worked out with the way they kind of slipped that in there before you you realized it and. Yeah. You know, he, Dick Monfort deserves so much credit, good and bad. And there's some bad as to why it took this long for it to happen. But there's also the good. He brought Larry here, was able to re-sign him again, even a second time, finally was able to get this done. And so he deserves to be out there for better or worse. So I, they did it. They did it perfectly as, as, as best as you could have without ruining anything or bringing that negative negative vibe good it was the best possible balance yeah i'll leave it at that <laughs> was uh it was great to see bob gebhardt um yeah and you know uh, uh, another one who you know obviously you know no gm leaves town under great terms usually that's not people very rarely like for the next five years but 10 20 years later you love that guy again because you look back on those times and he gets to stand up there and say I was in the meeting and I said, yep, I want to sign Larry Walker. And how's the crowd not go? Thanks. Thank you for that. Hey, man, good call. We're glad you had that meeting. That worked out pretty well for all of us. You know, so uh, and I thought he did great. Actually, I was a little worried that he was going to sound, you know, he had a one-liner. He got a laugh on something. Yeah, or, or a little stiff or a little too whatever, a little too serious. And he was – he got a laugh. Yeah, he was great. It was just the right amount of, of everything for, yeah. you know, somewhat of a, Larry Walker, this is your life. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and and maybe now is the point to say, well, who was missing from his life? Like, who would you have loved to have seen there? Uh, I, I mm. did hear that, you know, keep in mind, too, it, it sucks, you know, Dante's got to be there, right? And he wasn't. And Todd's got to be there. He wasn't. I do know that those guys did have some plans. Remember, you know, this this induction or this retirement ceremony originally scheduled for 2020. 
obviously got canceled. You don't want to just retire a number and have no one there to experience it on the fan side. So they, they, they pushed it to the, the summer, or actually I think they had it maybe in springtime. Actually, no, I think it might've even been around the Cardinals series. Yeah. And then they said, eh, we can't have full capacity yet. Right. So let's move it back. And by that point, again, a lot of these guys, they're making plans months, if not years in advance. And so right. unfortunately that doesn't happen. Burks and Galarraga, you know, would have been nice to see them. Would have been nice to see John Vanderwall. Would have been nice where right there at the end of Larry's speech and like, guys, I want to wrap this up, but you know what? I'm going to exit a little bit early. He steps aside and then out comes John Vanderwall uh, to deliver the final line. And you go, look at you. drop that curtain. And you go, that, that's how. It now should, now it that's happens. how you get him. That's how you get him. He says, um, to my be- two beautiful daughters, let's drop that. Let's drop that curtain. And you go, John Vanderwall, John, son of a. That would have been great. That would have been. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> and like ten percent of the audience would have gotten. Yeah, it. It pretty been much. Great. Um, one person who was there, not in physical form, but in spirit and in video, and in fact, I found out later this was something that went both ways because one of the very few other people who's ever actually worn that number, the number thirty-three in Colorado Rockies history, is of course fellow Canadian. Justin Morneau, who sent along a very nice video. And then I learned later that uh, he was getting inducted into, was it the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame or was it just, was it just the um, Twins? It was just the Twins. It was yeah. the Twins. Okay. So he was getting inducted in the Twins Hall of Fame and Walker sent along a little, a little bit. Come no on. message from Chris Jones, the original number 33. They, just, <laughs> they did not get anything from him, unfortunately. Again, Another big timer that was unavailable. But yeah, that that was like mind blowing. You saw you saw more no, and you're like, oh, very cool. Yes, that that's a good connection. Makes sense. Good And then good. yeah, that was kind of mind blowing to go, wait, more no. It's it's this exact same thing is happening in Minneapolis right now, too. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. All right. Gotta of course get into the actual Larry Walker speech, but that's before I get into a whole bunch of hassle cattle company wagyu beef. I'm gonna be getting in on that here very soon. You know I love it. You know I would never lie to you about beef. Other stuff, sure. <laughs> but never beef. Never would I pull your leg about Hassel Cattle Company Wagyu beef. It, it legitimately is. It's absolutely delicious. You know by now, you know the speech, but I'm giving it to you because it's important, man. They don't put the hormones or the antibiotics into the animals. They treat them well. They, they don't have any of that garbage. It's bad for the environment, bad for your body, bad for everybody involved. Get better beef at Hassel Cattle Companies, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, cattlecompany.com. Use promo code DNVR10. You'll get 10% off. And any orders over 200 bucks, you'll get free shipping. You get usually ground beef, ground chuck, bacon, and a couple of steaks. Sometimes we throw in the burgers. It depends. You know, burgers can be a whole, like, you got to get buns and tots and stuff. The other beef, like, you don't need anything. It's just, it's just beef. It's just beef. And it's delicious. 100% positive reviews. If you are if you are disappointed in your Hassel Cattle Company order, you will literally be the first person who's ever told me that they were disappointed. If you eat meat, check them out. <laughs> and if you don't, good for you. That's that's good. So chances are somebody that you know yeah. that you're going to invite over for dinner and be a good host is going to want some. So. Hmm. Sorry, but uh, Drew might have left you, let you off the hook, but I'm not. You, you still need to go get your Hassel Cattle Company. Right? You got to be a good host. You got to be a good host. Get it in. Uh, speaking of good hosts, by the way, I don't know if it's called being a host. If the uh, DraftKings 
app hosts you when you go on there. <laughs> Get on the DraftKings app. Uh, it feels like a good host. You watch some sports with them. You make a couple of friendly bets. Uh, either they take your money or you take theirs. You know, basically the same thing. And so you gotta love. Uh, you got to love betting on sports, especially now that the NFL season is back and the Broncos are out there making you some money. Keep betting on those Denver Broncos. I've never not believed in Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I've actually never had especially strong feelings about Teddy Bridgewater. I'm just always pro Drews, so it's it tough to see lock go down. But It so. could be safe to say that since you've known of Teddy Bridgewater, you've been a fan. Very pro. I do know Maybe he like, was with the Vikings before, right? Like, I do know... I remember, yeah, yeah. Now, I just I don't follow the NFL that closely, as you can tell anymore. Uh, there was a time, though. But, hey, a lot of great stuff going on in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can download it now. Use promo code DNVR to receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code DNVR to get $150 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Patrick, the actual Larry Walker speech. I'll tell you exactly what I told our friend Tracy Ringlesby as he was walking back into the sort of media lunch cafeteria area uh, behind the press box right after the speech. And I pulled him aside because and Tracy Ringlesby knows Larry Walker probably better than anyone in the press. Yeah, I feel confident saying that, actually. <laughs> They've spent quite a bit of time together. And I pulled Tracy aside and I said, you know, Trace, for a guy who really would prefer not to be public speaking, he's pretty good at it. And Ringlesby goes, he's good at everything. Anything he ever wanted to be good at, that's the guy. That You know that guy who was in your high school, your college, or work or whatever, that person that, you know, some of us have to try really hard to be good. I have to try really hard to be good at things, right? Larry Walker, like, it's not that he doesn't have to try to be, but he can, like, there are lots of things I'm never going to be good at, no matter how hard I try. Walk, according to Ringlesby, is just, like, one of those dudes. He's a Larry of all trades. He really is. And, you know, he, he said that when he was speaking to the press, you know, a few hours before the game about, like, yeah, I'm just never been, like, the best at, at anything, and how strange it is for him to be around these Hall of Famers, the, the, the names that you you know, right? The, the first ballot guys, the legendary yeah. players that have done it in the postseason and have had you know, books written about them and all that. And for Larry to now be mingling amongst that group just seems so foreign. And yeah, he, you know, he did an amazing job answering our questions. And I'm sure that's not easy, especially some, you know, some questions that kind of rub up against one another where eh, I already answered that in a different way. And, oh, you're going to ask me about SpongeBob and, you know, I got to answer that. And so because of, you know, the witticism of Larry Walker, the witticism of Walker, uh, you know, he almost probably can get away with I, I, my tongue. tongue is in cheek a little bit and I'm, maybe I'm a little annoyed by it or I'm not comfortable, but it, it works. It just really works where he's, he can have a quip for just about anything. And because he doesn't take himself too seriously and because, you know, this, this is, this has all been just gravy. This has all been just a bonus. 
you know, he's, he can, he can deal with, you know, that, you know, uncomfort and he's been dealing with it for a while. So I think, I think his skill set has probably improved a lot because he's been the guy going into the hall for almost two years now and making all these speeches. It's unlike anything. And, and again, being around Jeter and being like, Oh, this guy's not worried. And 98% of the people that are sitting on the grass at the Clark sports center here in uh, Cooperstown are here to see you. And you're like, you, you forgot your note cards and your wife had to run back to the, to the Lexus and, right. and grab it. You know what I mean? Like, right. he's like, he's like, yeah, no, it's all good. And, and he's been rubbing up against that for two years. And I think it's just like, yeah, well, this is me. I'll, I'll write my speech. Yeah. I'll deliver it to the best of my abilities. And it's going to be good. And it doesn't have to be, you know, this speech that, you know, that, that has a, a generation or, or millions of parents mm-hmm. taking right. a day off from work. The next day on, on Monday morning, pulling their kid out of school and said, you know, we're, we're going to go down to, to a Dick's Sporting Goods and we're going to buy a bat and we're going to buy a ball and we're going to buy a glove and we're going to play catch every day. Like, you don't, you don't have to do that, Larry. And right. I think, you know, maybe there's probably other guys who've, who felt like, oh, man, maybe I need to do that. And they put that unnecessary pressure on themselves. But he just went out and he was himself. And, and yeah, he, he's, he's very natural now. Yeah, yeah, he's he's certainly gotten the hang of it. But uh, I will say you're right. I, I thought you know his his relaxed tenor with the the media ahead of time was a lot of fun. He was really having fun with us with the SpongeBob stuff and all of that. But um, I really appreciated his answer to uh, my second question that that I got to ask him about. You know, and I and I told him about our our gathering over at the Blake Street Tavern and, and the idea that you know him getting into the Hall of Fame and having his number retired and all of that wasn't just a validation of his career, but a validation of this entire fan base. And, uh, you know, he got really introspective and, and real with me in that moment. And, um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll share straight out with all of you. That was definitely the most intense part of the day for me, uh, because he basically, you know, and, and, and he said this later and I tweeted out, like, I'm not going to, share what Larry Walker's answer to my question was because he literally said later, like, this is in my speech. And, and, you know, I, I wanted you all to hear it from him first. Right. But he said what you would hear later in his speech in that moment to us of the, the, the big for me. And I think what for 99% of the people listening to this and who follow us on Twitter and who subscribe and who do the thing, the big moment of the night was when he said, you know, this isn't an I thing. This is a we thing. This is our accomplishment. That CR is going to Cooperstown. We're all going in together. And I, when he said that, so, you know, when he said that in front of 45,000 people, I of course got shivers, but at 2.30 in the afternoon, he said that to 40 people, but he said it directly to my face and for maybe six seconds i was just a 10 year old again i was just like oh man you really were that guy i never covered larry walker so when he said that when he said that thing to me and i was like you're gonna say this to rocky's fans later and they're all going to feel how i'm feeling right now and i'm gonna let myself feel it because it's real and we we felt so invalidated this team became a team when i joined t-ball five years old and they never felt real and they feel real now. This all makes it real. So when he said that straight to my face, I was like, 
damn, I gotta, I have to remember this for a minute. And I have to keep my shit together because there's a bunch of people here and I'm a professional. So I, <laughs> I did fine, but ooh, that was, uh, that was a lot. Yeah, him going into the Hall of Fame is, you know, pretty much everyone has said these things and they've kind of, they exist. It's like, we know we can prognosticate and, and like predict the future in a sense of like how much it means. But over time you then start to actually see it. Like we're, we're predicting, uh, maybe we're not necessarily predicting a, another generation of, of ball players, but there's going to be a, a group of kids who maybe at some point, you know, they, they love baseball, but what am I going to play for the Rockies or something? Like, no, nah, they're, Everyone just steps all over them. They don't have a Hall of Famer. You know, they barely have any numbers retired. Yeah, they're an MLB team, but that's nothing to do aspire. They're barely hanging on. They're like a team in, in the English Premier League where ah, they're going to get relegated. You've but, just but described they the Marlins, actually. <laughs> sure. Um, but but it doesn't feel like they're they're real. And now with this element, you go, you know what? They're, they're, it is real. Yeah, they, they maybe have never won a World Series, and that will be almost the final piece of the puzzle. But un until that day and, and whenever that comes is, is fine. But you're going to have those kids who, you know what, I'm going to stick around with baseball. I was going to give it up, but now I have this hope. You know, talking with Bud Black, you know, was asked that, you know, if you can see it, you can be it. You know, and I, I I talked to Dom Nunez about that, and now these guys can actually see it. You know, Larry Walker isn't any better today than he was when he he hung up you know his his cleats in two thousand five or when he stopped playing with the Rockies in two thousand four. Right. But now it's acknowledged where oh you know when um, you know Buddy and, and Stu Cole tell me about how good Larry Walker was, and when when. Keith Duggar and, and all of these guys around baseball or when Walt Weiss or Eric Young and when Atlanta comes to town and we go out to dinner and they, they say how great Larry Walker was. I mean, of course, that was their guy. That's who they watched. They're going to say that, and that's fine. But now you don't have to listen to anyone. Yeah. Drive to Cooperstown, New York, and upstate. Go there. Walk past the, the plaques of guys like Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, Jackie Robinson, Satchel Page. Sandy Koufax, whoever you want, you will go and you'll now see a Colorado Rockies player there. And you don't have to believe anyone. You can just see it with your own eyes. That is validation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of validation, by the way, if you need to feel validated in your work, you should check out our friends at Ball. They will absolutely make you feel validated, whether it's the fact that they treat everybody absolutely awesome with a 100% score on the corporate equality index from the human rights campaign. Just a fancy way of saying they treat everybody awesome. Whether you're trying to get hired, get uh, advancement in your job, fair pay, uh, equal opportunity, whatever it is, they are 100%. It doesn't go any higher than that. You know, pretty, it's not one of those weird stats. People say 178%. Like, no, no, no. 100% is as good as you can do. Similar thing going on with the way they treat the environment, environmental groups looking in at all the sustainable products they're creating. So if you want to be proud of your work, work at a place that values the people that work there and the work that they do and, and, and the community that they're involved in and what all of that means instead of just making whatever they can to make money. That's always good, too. And guess what? They do that, too. Uh, if you know people who've worked at Ball, you know they tend to play pretty pay, play, pay. 
pretty damn well. So text GOLDEN to 77222. You'll get links to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. It's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN or simply text GOLDEN to 77222. A couple of super chats here from our favorite guy, Jacob, coming in. And that's right, you are our favorite because you're leading in the super chat standings. And so if anyone wants to catch up, if you want to be our favorite, you got to catch Jacob. It's just how it goes. It says Larry should be inducted in the SpongeBob Hall of Fame. It was funny that his answer to that was like, it, I just, it's just a fun shirt, you guys. Somewhere, <laughs> no, it's funny. Somewhere there's probably some kind of Nickelodeon little Hall of Fame or maybe in Universal Studios. Yeah. And that will be something that will represent That's like true. some kind of crossover. You know, there'll be like a photo of Drake, you know, at the Grammys or right. something like that, wearing, you know, uh, they came out with some, I think they were, I don't know if they were Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving, SpongeBob uh, style shoes that looked really cool, actually. I was I was mildly interested in, in plunking down some big bucks on those. And so somewhere along the way in the little sports category of the impact of Nickelodeon, boom, you, you could possibly see Larry Walker. I was hoping there'd be a little SpongeBob uh, acknowledgement on the video board of, you know, he'd be wearing a little pin that looks like Larry's head or even just the 33. That would have been kind of really neat. There was a person in the crowd with a sign that, that got on. I didn't see that. What do, did it say something in particular? Or it did. It and now I'm blanking on what it said. It, it might've even just been now introducing number 33, Larry Walker, which, you know, thanks again, Alan Roach. Um, <laughs> so, again, taking me back. I was like, Oh man, I'm a kid again. I sat in this exact ballpark and different seats over there. We I didn't have all the, computer access. One, one thing I'll add, and, and this will be in a, a story coming out, is I got to speak to uh, the vice president of the Baseball Hall of Fame, John Shestakovsky, and I, I kind of asked him about, you know, how, how the SpongeBob going into Hall of Fame, how that came about, or, you know, how they get memorabilia from teams and stuff. And, you know, he said, this, this is it's a very organic thing. They don't normally have the clothes that the people when they when they get the phone call to say they've been in the hall of fame because sure. they're wearing a polo they, they don't have the tie that yeah some, that like Nolan it's, Ryan was it's wearing a one of a kind thing that we may never see again <laughs> right and there's there there might be someone who's a little quirky coming up in the next couple of years i don't know necessarily which hall of famer is as quirky no one's as quirky as no Larry. One, no it's one. a hall of famer <laughs> but but if they'll try to like one up it like i doubt you know, they'll have like a, a onesie on or something like no one's going to top it. And so therefore that could be the only time you see something like that. And it would be really cool to see in years to come if people remember that. And if that is one of those items, random or otherwise, that when people come to Cooperstown, they go, I want to see the, the SpongeBob shirt. Like that could have right. a lot of legs. That could, they could get a lot of mileage, mileage out of that because unfortunately there's not a lot of Rocky's artifacts because Hey, they're they're pretty new in the grand scheme of things, right? And so that that SpongeBob shirt could live on forever and ever. Speaking of living on forever and ever, uh, the the craft, the actual, literal, physical thing, right? Uh, th this gets into the next category of stuff that I wanted to ask you about: the tertiary events, the things that went on around. I wanted to talk about some of these with the people, including our new best friend, <laughs> Tom. And and getting to meet him and everything uh, that he he does with with the sculpting, and we don't have time to get into all of it because 
I spent probably 30 minutes talking to him about Gundam Wing and anime and Death Note and Cowboy Bebop and stuff. But like, and I know you, you were, we, we just, we were clicking with this, with this guy, but, uh, and to tie it into Jacob's question, he's probably going to be making the uh, Mike Trout plaque before too long. Uh, he's made some pretty great ones. Uh, Ed needed to know that he made the Roy Halliday plaque and wanted to shake his hand. And, and Ed has a, of course, a very, very close attachment to the Halliday family and all of that. So I was glad to be able to introduce the two of them. And I did not know that. I love that. I love yeah. knowing that. And we're, we're talking about Tom Tsushia, uh, uh, an artist out of Cincinnati. He's a sculptor. And since I think it's 2016 was his first year uh, when he did a, the, the plaque for Mike Piazza and uh, Ken Griffey Jr. I think that's his name. Uh, he was the lesser important of those two. But yeah, Piazza and Griffey Jr., he's been making all the plaques. And uh, we talked with him for about 15 minutes on the record. And yeah, the, just oh, the rest of the game after, the <laughs> after that. But he loved, and that that's, again, another another giveaway for, for you guys who are listening, listening live or if you're listening later on uh, in the podcast version is, here's a win. Here's a big win for Rockies fans. The, the artist... Uh, of the of the the plaques for the Hall of Fame, enjoyed Larry Walker's the most in this class. Yeah. Enjoyed it way more than Derek Cheater. Yeah. Derek Cheater. These are these are my words. He's, he's boring, right? He's we know he's looked the exact same almost yeah. like the entirety of his career. Yeah. With, with Larry, he's had different facial hair. You know the the long hair in the back. Sometimes it's a little bit shorter, and so you had these almost different eras. Not too extreme from one another. It always looked like Larry. But you can pull from this. And again, uh, this will come out in an article form, like how that process comes together when you know you look different when you're 22 versus when you're 36, 38, and you've got different looks and you've been in different places. And so right. he enjoyed making Larry's a lot more than Derek Jeter. So there's yeah. a big W for Rockies fans. And he's already thinking about the next Rocky. And uh, facial hair or no? I got him to answer that question. I mean, it was obvious. It's like, like I said, there will, there will be some surprises. You got to have some surprises for the future. But if Todd Helton gets in, come on. <laughs> but yeah. One of the cooler things that I, know, I, I noticed is the, the press box was really uh, crowded, which is, was a good thing. Yeah. And I look back, and I, I don't know if you noticed this, because she was actually near you. Uh, one of the women who uh, works the elevators, going up and down. So if you know you, you have seats in the, in the suite level, uh, or even even going in the upper deck, she works that, and you know they they go in the little cafeteria behind the press box, and they take breaks, and they swap in and out. She was actually standing amongst us, and I looked back, and you could just see you know the tears in her eyes, and she wanted to, she just she wanted to see it, and then afterwards, you know, I asked her, and she, she was still all welled up, and you know, explained that her and her husband used to go to games all the time, and. She would, you know, they would wear a Bichette jersey and a Walker jersey, and you know, she was very brief. I, I she she talks a lot actually uh, to to her friends uh, that that work at Coors Field, but in that moment, she could only say so much, and yeah. it, it got me choked up to think that again, not just what Larry Walker represented as a ball player on the field and as a great athlete, it's the memories that he provided everyone who saw him play and everyone who shared the memories of going to those games or those who never went to a game at all and saw him on television. We even sure. ran into 
one of our uh, great subscribers. And there's probably people in here that uh, follow him on Twitter at Mile High Memories, big Broncos fan. Uh, that was his first game on Saturday, you know, uh, at, at Coors Field had gone to games earlier and Mile High, shout out to Jared. Um, you know, he's having a big weekend and his first game, official game at Coors Field, after watching all of Larry Walker's career as a great fan, is is here at Coors Field and is, is in person and when yeah. when his number gets retired and all the memories and all the, the family members he watched games with and friends in college or in high school, I would argue, no, no, the best right fielder in the oh, game don't is know, Larry man. Walker and all of those memories come flooding <clears throat> back. So it just, it means so much. And I hope the Rockies will start doing more of these things. They don't even necessarily have to retire the numbers. They just have to start recognizing their history more publicly because that's who it's about they really didn't they at least anniversaries have come up so whatever it's kind of allowed them to do some big things now each of the last several open years obviously 2020 didn't do anything they've done you know the the 07 uh reunion they did have a 15th anniversary is coming up next year yeah just keep just keep rolling through with it with all the any excuse you have to to bring him back, but man, you really did put me back into a, a time and place. And I'm going to use this in the piece that I'm writing uh, uh, about Walker and, and just thinking back to like how weird it was. But I, I just, when I was in high school or when I, you know, early college, high school time, when the Rockies were just so new and actually for me, college is too late. So this has got to be even earlier. I would have been in like middle school uh, around this time. And, you know, talking to your, uncle who's a, a big Rangers fan and talking to your your other family members, all big Royals people over here. And then you've got all the people in your school who are all Yankees fans because they all either root for front runners or grew up with family who are from New York or whatever. Then you got your Chicago fans or whatever. And you'd have you'd have you'd have baseball conversations with people because it's what we all loved. It's what we all loved. And you would be the, the only person in the conversation who was the Rockies person. We, I'm sure almost everyone listening to this has had this experience with somebody in their life. And, and, and especially if you were young back then in the nineties and the early two thousands, you would bring up somebody. Walker was probably one of them. Maybe it was Bichette. Maybe it was Helton Galarraga, whoever your guy was, but you'd, you'd bring them up and you'd just get laughed at. You'd just get laughed at because no one had any idea who the hell you were talking about or they did. And they just say that place is ridiculous. That, that nothing out there counts. This is stupid. That's not real baseball. They're it's like playing on the moon. They still to this day use that exact phrase about the, I don't know what it is with people on the moon. I don't know if the density on Mars and Jupiter or not. Quite, but, you know, you've been laughed at for being in a conversation just saying, I think this guy's one of the best in the game, whether it's Walker being one of the best in the game ever or Bichette and Burks and, and Galarraga or Castilla who were best near the best in the game at times for, for a season or something. And so you've had that feeling. And so that's what so much of this catharsis and feelings and why people didn't even want to boo Dick Monfort the other day. They're like, that's a powerful emotion to get you past that level. And it's because this, like you said earlier, like you get to laugh back now. Like those people is like, whatever, you don't, I don't even have to care about you laughing in my face for saying that Larry Walker's one of the greatest right fielders who ever played the game. It is not a debate. 
we've we, you and I both have pictures in front of the plaque. <laughs> There's no no debate in it. He's in the hall. Yeah, there. The, the the debate is over. It it really is, and I think again when you you've got such a, a young ball club, still it's it's still so so new in the grand scheme of things. And again, you you go back and and you look, and there there still isn't a lot of history. There's enough again that that it should be celebrated, but going back to the whole whole validation thing now when, where you've got uh, a hall of famer you know represented in in cooperstown i think it's now forcing people to pay attention because again course, in the mid to late yes. 90s if you weren't paying attention to larry walker yeah you can you can overlook him rather easily like oh the, the goofball that turned his helmet backwards oh so he's he's like the the rockies version of john crook right because he did a little he did some funny things uh, against randy johnson and you know, there are other guys that might kind of overshadow, might overshadow him. But, you know, our guy Manny Randau had talked about, you know, sitting in front of some Yankees fans who, when the statistics were rattled off by Jeff Idelson, the president of the Baseball Hall of Fame, they were like, oh, my God, what? And going through his baseball reference page and looking at his numbers and going, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. Who else have I overlooked in Colorado? Yeah. What else have I missed? And I right. think that's something that, again, every time – the organization takes a step forward in some shape or form. It forces the general public or the baseball loving public to reevaluate and go, okay, you know what? Maybe I can't just totally disregard everything that's happening over here. And it takes time. And this, this is one of those events for Walker getting in the hall of fame, him having his number retired, because again, you could just look and go, he's in the hall, but his number is not retired. That almost undoes his yeah, hall of fame legitimacy all there. in my book. So in my head, I just going to remove him right. now and you go, you can't do that. None and so, so now he's given the rub to Todd Helton to possibly get in. And so it can have this domino effect in such yep. a, po a positive way. So people don't discount him much like they discounted Jose Canseco. Now I, I bring that up because our guy, Jacob, <laughs> Jacob. Uh, I'll tell you this. Field blaze, by the way, Bakersfield blaze. We, Baker we, Steel blaze. we will. Anytime Jose Canseco wants to come on the show. <laughs> it's not we, saying much that he follows me on Twitter because I think he follows like 20,000 people. But the day that I got that, I'm like. Slide into those DMs, baby. I did once and then nothing, nothing happened. Nothing, oh, okay. I'm yeah. like, hey, you got a big fight coming up with this. Just get a barstool match with some 20-year-old kid. You Don't you want to promote that? Come on right. our podcast for 15 seconds. That's all we need, dude. Come hang out with us, brother. <laughs> Uh, did, didn't do much, but uh, yeah. Oh, Davis, did you get to hear the speech? I'm glad you're here in the comments. It, it was great uh, that we got to run into you from there, uh, down there working the ballpark. You do a great job, took care of us during the All-Star game. And man, uh, yeah, I, I warned you, I gave you a little preview right before. And I, I didn't give it away. I just told you. Uh, you didn't get to hear it live. Bummer. But uh, hey, you, you do a great job. Who He's if, working, if, man. Davis, if, if Davis, uh, who works with the Rockies at Coors Field, if you would have heard it, there would have been a lot of people sneaking up into the suites, grabbing some merchandise. Then again, I, I don't right. think anyone was there to do that. They were there to watch the speech too. So you might have been able to get away with it somewhat, but you'll go back and, and get all the feels. And the feels from Larry too, who he stepped back and the standing ovation he got, yeah. you know, he turned to his father. And, you know, I'm, I'm not on the John Boy level of, of lip reading, but I'm up there. Nope. And he said, oh, my heart is beating so fast right now. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Because Cooperstown is Cooperstown. That's, that's its own thing. 
Sure. Where are the Rockies fans? The rabid. Yeah. That's it. Coors Field. That's the only place you can go to get that kind of response. It's long story short. I went to a big event in Scranton, Pennsylvania, right as the office was ending. And it was the same reaction from the entire cast because if you make films, like how do you get to that appreciation? Right. right? Maybe, maybe at like a comic con or something, but the yeah. carpet event is just people that go in to hang out and see celebrities, but to Comic-Con go to that place, yeah. right. Yeah. To go to that place where it all happened. That's why they do that to feel that to go. Yes. Those are the people who appreciate the work that you did. Not the people who have to Google your resume. And we appreciate that as well. Cause like you said, there's a, there's a great domino effect to that, but nobody in the building the other night had to double check the numbers. They were, <laughs> right there were there. here's another thing. There were so many Larry Walker's jerseys. So many. More than I've seen in four years. Not to say not that's not a bad thing. That's yeah. that's talking him. about Saturday yeah. night. It seemed like every other person had a Walker jersey. Yeah. It was unreal. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was awesome. People knew their stuff. There were a lot of specialty Walker shirts. Of course, we've I saw a lot of our own DNVR Walker plaque shirts. Uh, I saw one I hadn't seen before that's uh, like an NBA Jam inspired one. It says MLB Jam. It's got Todd Helton on one side, Walker on the other, kind of some stats underneath. It's super dope. I was going to buy it, but it's not cheap. (laughs) No, they unveiled a lot of those during the uh, All-Star game. They have one for all the teams, which is really cool. But but I saw two uh, of the 98 All-Star game varieties. I yep. saw a few more of the turn ahead the clock I saw game. A bunch of those. those By the way, rocks. that is something that I thought that's like okay, and I, and I, I I don't even I shouldn't say it. Too bad I'm gonna. It would have been a little bit better if they actually wore the turn ahead the if clock jerseys. Those that jerseys. That would have been come yeah. on. Would that have been cool? That would have been great. Cool. I have no idea what goes into making something like that happen, but yeah, that would have been really make dope. those jerseys again on that day especially because the bobblehead kind of it is that jersey right it represents that so right been right. an awesome nod they, they the bobblehead is an all-timer it, and i'm not yeah, even a bobblehead guy i'm really not but i'm like i'm keeping this one in a special place like this is a it's got the hall of fame logo on the on the base yeah. of it that's a, a good one and they they gave 40 some thousand like everyone was getting one. The pin on Sunday was only fifteen thousand. Okay, it is only a pin, but everyone who walked through the turnstiles should have gotten a bobblehead. It's kind of unprecedented. I, I think that's just, just absolutely awesome. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Well, we do need to finish up by talking a little bit of baseball. And hey, if you watch the entire series, you might be in need of some solace meds. <laughs> Head on over to our friends right down the road from the DNVR bar or in Wheat Ridge, Fort Collins, and one off of Broadway. Or you can go online to solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. Don't forget to use promo code DNVR20 to save 20% off. They've got edibles. They've got drinkables. They've got cartridges. They've got gummies. They've got, of course, flour, tinctures, all kinds of fantastic stuff. Constant sales and really knowledgeable bud tenders. In fact, I've found that they've been able to uh, point me in the direction of some stuff. I, I think I've talked about CBN here, a non-psychoactive thing that really helps with sleep. I'm a big CBD guy. There's a lot, a lot of science 
on the benefits of CBD. So one-to-ones, uh, which basically means it's, you know, just the same amount of CBD as THC stuff like that's really good for regulatory systems, for anxiety, for eating disorders, for sleeping disorders, stuff like that. They can get you set in the right direction. Check out our friends at Solace Meds. Like I said, if you're down at the DNVR bar and this is your bag, head on in. They're just down the block a little bit. Check them out. Uh, you'll get, like I said, the 20% off just for using promo code DNVR20. And you're probably going to meet some cool people who are going to turn you on to some cool stuff that's going to end up being a part of your rotation. Check them out at solacemeds.com. Um, yeah, my mom was walking around wearing her Walker shirt, was was getting tons of compliments on that. So you got to love that. Uh, the the vibes. And this was something else that my my mother pointed out to me that I feel like I would have missed. Again, sometimes in, we can hear the crowd, you know, in the press box. And, yeah, yeah, big crowd, big energy. Of course, there was fireworks. They were retiring a number. You expect some of the stuff. And Giants travel well, so they bring in a certain crowd. They're, they're hot. They're playing well. But the whole weekend, the crowds were phenomenal. Absolute and incredibly pro Rockies. Like I thought we were going to hear like throughout the year, we've been hearing some lots of Dodgers, lots of Cubs, lots of Cardinals, whatever. This was a 90-10 Rockies crowd that came out and got no wins and 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 just cheered for every little play anyway. Every time someone reached base, every strikeout, every run scored, every big defensive play, they were in it. They did the wave a couple of times, and you all know how I feel about that, but we're, we're having good vibes today. Uh, I was impressed with the crowd this weekend. It was great. Some of, uh, outside of, you know, Arenado, Tulowitzki, a couple Marquez jerseys, there were some real interesting choices that I saw. Saw a couple David Dahl jerseys, a Gerardo Parra jersey, a Tulo jersey that just said Tulo. Uh, there also, oh, yeah. I also saw a jersey for Brent Boswell. Brendan Rogers are starting to expand. <laughs> Two Sam Hilliards on Sunday on on Saturday, which was Sam great. Hilliard was in was in tow. They were they were there. Yeah, there was one Tom Murphy jersey. Yes, uh, there was the Larry Walker Patrick Waugh combination. The the Royker. I was I hoping we'd see those. a few more of those. I only saw a couple. Yeah, I saw one on that was on Thursday afternoon, I think. And then one Giambino jersey. Literally, it said. No. Giambino. It didn't say Giambi. It said Giambino. That's phenomenal. And then there was a bunch of like random ones. And, and usually there's not randoms. Not too many. There was a Tatis jersey uh, at one of the Dodgers games. Clemente, Aaron Judge. There was a Raul Mondesi. So good on that Dodgers fan. Paula Duca. A couple Jackie Robinsons. We saw Shohei Otani. There was a Laker. There was a, a Dodgers jersey that was purple and yellow for the Lakers. And it said it was a Kobe Bryant jersey. Kind of cool. A Vin Scully jersey with a microphone instead of a number. What? An old white dude wearing a Yasiel Puig jersey. There were some heavy <laughs> duty swimmers. Oh, a Mike Redman jersey. I, I want that Vin Scully thing. That sounds dope. And there was a Cody Ross jersey that I, that I saw for the Giants. And a Moise Salou. And someone was wearing a Kale McCarr Avs jersey. There's a lot. I'm, I'm now officially going to keep track of every game I go yeah. to. I, this weekend, this whole week, will it's going to take at least until the All Star break next year for Rockies slash baseball fans to have 
this many like unique jerseys because it was really strange. Yeah. So anyway, Colorado Rockies, 15th loss this season <laughs> to the Giants. They're 4-15. and 15. Uh, First time San Francisco has won that many. They've lost six straight to the Giants here at home. It's the second time they've been swept in a three-game series by the same team twice. First time was the first year the – the Atlanta Ball Club in 1993. That was over at Mile High. So this is the first at Coors Field. Rockies are one and nine at Coors over their last ten. That is the worst, tied for the worst, in uh, home history. Other than that, it was a great weekend. Brendan Rogers got a bunch of hits. Brendan Rogers got a bunch of hits. Looked good. Yeah, he did. Charlie he did. got a bunch of hits Saturday night. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, they, they had some opportunity. It's funny, um, yeah, and no one's going to end up saying in the season when the Giants do end up winning the National League West, despite my continued assistance that the, the Dodgers would pull this out. I just, can I hedge now? Can I get on DraftKings Sportsbook? Can I call my bookie and get out of that? Because I don't, it's not, the Giants are going to win the National League West. And uh, <laughs> it just, it's just going to happen. And again, I don't, they're not the better team, but, that's not how baseball works. Uh, you just you just have to win more games, and we saw exactly over these last two series, the Giants are getting all the big hits and all the big moments exactly when they need to. Clutch ass, veteran ass, old ass, stubborn ass players. They are so damn good, and so you just you go, yeah, all right. Tip cap to those guys. Fair enough. That was brutal, but no one's going to be saying when they win the the NL West, like, well, they did it because they were able to beat the crap out of the Rockies. And like, well, you know what? Padres had their opportunities. Dodgers had their opportunities to dominate the Rockies, and they they, they bettered the Rockies this year. Didn't dominate them like the Giants did. So if that's the if that is the talking point, and I don't think it will be, but if it is, you know, you can kind of say, well. Yeah, the, the team that won the NL West was the team that was able to dominate the Rockies when the other ones weren't, and that's how it went down. But, yeah, uh, do have to, of course, tip our cap to the draft king of the game, uh, the one guy that stands out here, Antonio Senzatella. Six innings pitched, eight hits given up, but managed to limit the damage, just the two runs, uh, one walk, only a couple of strikeouts. We know he has those games uh, where he really doesn't do it, especially against teams like this. <laughs> the first inning was so hilarious. They swung at, what, the first five pitches of the baseball game. That happened in the Dodgers start, too, where it yeah. was very quick. Him and Urias went through the first three innings with only 54 <laughs> pitches thrown. But since August 16th, Antonio Senzatella has become your ace. This is a good problem. That's right. That's right. Where they the crown just keeps passing back and forth. He has a two eight two ERA through his last eight starts. That's good. Very good. If you didn't it's know, very good. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's been fantastic, and probably other than the guy he was matched up against today, had the best start of anyone for the Rockies or the Dodgers or the Giants that we've seen. In these last couple of series, it was it really came down to today, Sensatella, and and the two runs that he gave up, both were super damn irritating because the first one came up on two balls that could have been double plays, right? The first one literally was the attempt to turn the double play where the trail runner just beats the throw to first, so it keeps it alive. Then you have another chance to turn the double play, but a tough one for Rodgers going to his left. Couldn't quite spin back to second, decided to make the, the smart play go to first, but a run comes in. You go, damn, a, a, a great play in either of those situations, no run given up. Second run comes in after Brandon Belt, 
who apparently was incapable of making it out. Uh, you know, just a fly ball into shallow center field, uh, too shallow for the center fielder Hampson to get there. Trevor Story almost made a ridiculous basket catch on that, but you can't fault them for not coming up with it. Uh, Belt gets all the way to second on what was essentially a pop-up <laughs> behind second base, uh, and then a, a two-out base hit to bring him in, and that's all the damage done against Sensatella. That's the only way you're getting at this guy lately. He has been fantastic. You got to love that. On the flip side, Kevin Gossman, National League Cy Young. Look, folks, he did it. No one else could. Scherzer couldn't do it. Bueller couldn't do it. Corbin Burns, it was earlier in the year, but he couldn't do it. All these Cy Young candidates had the same environment and same offense to go up against. Couldn't get it done. Kevin Gossman of Colorado should be the National League Cy Young. 11 strikeouts in six innings. One mistake, and really the pitch he threw to Crone wasn't even that bad. Croner just went down and hit an absolute laser line drive against him. Kevin Gossman showed that when it's the toughest environment, everyone else has failed. He stepped up and kept his first place team in first place. That's my Cy Young winner for the National League. He's actually the first Giants starter in history to strike out 11 or more and allow one or fewer runs in a game in Denver. So hats hats off to him. He's definitely going to get a lot of votes. Uh, second half has been so-so, but this helps him because we know these starts here at the end are worth double points. It's, it's Jeopardy, you know. It's Jeopardy-style <laughs> voters, I think, in the BBWAA. That's how they look at it. So regroup and uh, three against the Nationals, Juan Soto and the Washington Nationals. Man. Not the Washington Generals, it, although put it's similar. Juan those, Soto and the Washington Generals. Uh, straight up, though, when I'm you're putting your it. names on the on the list with the Barry Bonds, you done good. <laughs> you done good, Juan Soto. He's playing well. I hope to see him do all kinds of amazing things, and the Rockies get a couple dubs here. Uh, I'll predict two. Uh, I I haven't thought about it yet. I gotta see. Right. Uh, probably just one. Can run. I was gonna say I, I don't know. We haven't. We don't need to have a production meeting right now. But we can maybe give it later. They, they get very. They get trendy, man. The Rockies get trendy, and they right do. now they're super they, cold. They, and they play against two very good teams. But I think because they're cold, one just not feeling the the success of it. No, although they they definitely should win two against the Nationals. They're better. They're way. Better I mean, than the sure, but like you said, they we'll they've see. been very. Yeah. All right. But yes, indeed, happy Larry Walker weekend, everyone. Uh, be on the lookout for all the written content to follow it all up. Uh, we'll have it for you, of course, on the dnvr.com. Make sure you're subscribing there. You're following everyone on social media, at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at dnvr underscore Rockies. You're doing all the fantastic stuff, man. Just wearing the shirts, being the fan, not letting anybody tell you, especially now. They can't tell you. They don't get to tell you. Not no more. Not now. They can't tell you nothing. You, as Larry Walker said, you are in the Hall of Fame. You are in Cooperstown. So congratulations on all of that as well. Thank you all for continuing to be the absolute best baseball fans in the world. We promise we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons, Andrew Creaseman, and until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.